Good afternoon to another episode of God's Wisdom. Today I will be discussing the book of Job and the story of the man himself, Job. See, the book of Job is a book that focuses on trusting God's wisdom and his character and having strong faith in the midst of hard times. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today because I feel like the story of Job is very inspirational and it would definitely provide many tips and advice for us business owners and employees out there who definitely may be going through a hard time right now in the pandemic and this coronavirus situation. I feel as if this story of Job speaks to many of us and definitely shows where all of us have made situations we may have been through in the past and situations we are going through today and situations that we will face in the future. You know, when you look around and you see things going good in life, but you never expect anything bad to happen. And that's what happened to my man, Job. See, Job was a wealthy man who lived in the land of Uz. And please forgive me, guys, if I'm saying that incorrectly. I'm still working on my biblical language. But see, Job was very wealthy and he was actually a Gentile. He was not an Israelite, which the bulk of the Old Testament focuses on. And Israelites, as we all know, are God's chosen people. And Gentiles are considered those who are not because they are not Jews. However, Job was still considered righteous and a godly man. He feared God and he shunned evil. He was against everything that was evil. He had strong faith. He had 10 children, many servants, and thousands of livestock. His sons were rich, and every year they would invite their sisters to lavish feast. After every feast, Job would make sure that his children were purified just in case they sinned against God. You see, Job was viewed as a perfect man, and God saw this and recognized his righteousness and faithfulness and decided to test Job by sending Satan down to make Job suffer. Now, mind you, like I said, Job had the perfect life. Successful business, many employees, wonderful family. He had everything. See, we must Understand this as business owners and employees, because many times we may get caught up in our own lives and in our own success and take our focus off God. Many times we can get caught up in devoting our lives to our jobs and our careers and our business that we completely forget about God. And we always think things are going to go well and we do not expect the worst. You see, Job was able to create that perfect balance of God first, family, business, 
and managing employees. However, many people like us, we may wake up every morning and the first thing we do is check our email. And as the hours go by, we may get the kids ready for school. We may make a few phone calls, then we go to the office, may attend a few meetings, may review some paperwork. You know, we don't think to pick up the Bible first thing in the morning to do some studying and get into God's word first thing in the morning. We don't think to go to the men's prayer groups on Wednesdays. We don't think to reach out to some of our godly friends from the church to send a prayer of words of encouragement throughout the workday. Our spiritual nature and our godly presence seems to vanish during the weekdays and comes back to us on Sunday. See, but Job, he had it all figured out. See, Job was a man of God who worshipped him with pride and dignity and integrity. But he was not exempt from suffering. Job was not exempt from the wrath of God. Now, you may ask yourself, how could a man... That perfect endure so much suffering. And as I go through a list of all the suffering that Job went through, you will end up understanding why God allowed that to happen to him. The first suffering that Job endured was by a group of by a group of people called the Sabians. Forgive me again if I didn't say that correctly. They attacked and stole all of Job's oxen and donkeys and killed the portions of his servants. And you can find this in Job 1 verse 14, 15. The second type of suffering that he endured was fire fell from the sky and burned up the sheep. And killed more of his servants. You can find this in chapter 16. Another group of people attacked and stole Job's camels. And killed even more of his servants. So throughout his first three events that caused his suffering. He lost most of his product and his business. And he lost most of his employees. But the next thing that Job lost is one thing that we all fear. That's losing his family. A mighty wind swept in from the desert and destroyed the house where all of Job's children were gathered for a feast. Remember, we talked about early earlier his sons and sisters. His sons and daughters all used to have these feasts. And enjoy each other. Well. On one of those days. They were all killed. By the mighty wind in the desert. 
And then on top of that, Satan afflicted Job with painful sores on his bodies, on his body, from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. See, Job became so sick and ill. He lost his family. He lost his product from his business. He lost his employees. He lost every single thing in the world that he worked for and everything that he had. See, this is tragic. And Job had the same thought that I had when I first read this. He was the perfect man. He had so much faith, so much belief. Never seen it. Why did it happen to him? And I also think this story is a great story to touch on for those of you who may always ask, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Let's get to that. After Satan afflicted him with this flesh-eating disease, Job sat around in a heap of ashes and he was wishing he was never born. See, Job became so discouraged, so hurt, so full of pain and suffering that he laid around in his misery. He felt like giving up. Even his wife encouraged him to curse God. And just die. But guess what Job did? Job told her, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And all of this, Job did not sin in what he said. Job continued to hold on to firm to his faith. He continued to stay strong. And he continued. To pray. But eventually, you know, every man has his breaking point. Eventually, Job's friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, they came to him. They paid him a visit after, after they heard the news of Job losing everything. And they sat on the ground with him for a full week. Without even speaking to him. See. This is not a life lesson. For us business owners and employees out there. When we are going through those troubling times. And those moments of suffering. We need friends like Job. Who would come to check on us. Be there for us. And just stick with us. Throughout our time of suffering. They don't have to say much. But just pray for us. Be there for us, making sure we are staying strong and being faithful in the midst of these troubled times. However, in Job's case, his friends couldn't, they just couldn't hold on long enough. They just had to say something. After a week of silence, Job's friends eventually started questioning Job. They started telling him, hey, man, you don't think all of your suffering is a result of your sins? You don't think God is punishing you as a result of all the wrong that you may have done? 
How can you, Job thinking to himself, wait a minute. Do you not know I have not sinned? As we discussed in the earlier chapters, Job was perfect. He even purified his children to make sure, just in case they sinned. Everything was perfect in Job's life. Family, his business, he had faith, he feared the Lord, he prayed. What did, it, what did this man do wrong? Guess what happened? Job let his friends get to his head. And they started to have an influence on him. And eventually Job broke like every man will in troubled times. Job actually started believing it. He actually started questioning God. He started to doubt God. And he really started to wonder why all this happened to him. See, in every moment of suffering, we will all have those same questions. God, why me? Why is this happening? I did everything right. Why? Why? We will all have those same questions. See, Job eventually kicked his friends to the curb and he confronted God. And he said, I desire to speak to the almighty and to argue my case with God. I need see Job approached God with telling him, look, I need to know what's going on because the mouth just isn't adding up. Why am I going through this? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. This does not make any sense. And let's go over. You can find this in Job 13. Verse three. But but let's go over exactly what God responded to him with. And we can find this in Job 38, 41. See, the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Because we all know, you know, God doesn't really have a physical presence. He did not come at you in the form of a human being. Sometimes he comes at you in the form of dreams. Sometimes he comes at you in the form of other people. Sometimes he comes at you in the form of events. And in Job's case, he came to him in the form of a storm, a powerful storm. And he said to Job, who is this that obscures my plans with words without wisdom? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where are you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who scratched the measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? 
When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness. When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place. When I said this far you may come and no further. Here's where you proud waves hair. Have you ever even given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? That it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it. You see, Job had his questions, but God also had his questions. See, God was basically saying to God, who are you to question my wisdom? Who are you to question my authority, my power, my eternality? My understanding and my supremacy. Who are you to question me and all that I have done? See, what you don't realize, this world is mine. This is all me. Everything that you had was mine. And Job even knew this himself. He even said earlier that, This is all God. He said that earlier. He applauded. He applauded God for all that he did for him. He knew that a big reason for his success was because God. So God responded back to him. Do you not know of my power? For I gave you everything. I made this world. And see God also said something that really spoke out to me. I'm sorry guys. I'm really getting touched and I'm really getting emotional. And I'm really getting into it. Which is why I was just screaming when I was quoting what God said in Job and his response. But after God basically explained to Job of his wisdom and his authority and all that he've done, Job responded, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that has counsel without wisdom? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful wonderful for me, which I did not know. You see, Job was able to humble himself real quickly. And explain to God that, hey, I, I, I know that you are the reason for everything. And I know there's a purpose behind everything that you do, including taking everything that I had in life away from me. And I want to follow that up with what we are going through right now. The unemployment rate in the United States right about now, I think last I heard was at about 14.7%. We had over 24 million people file for unemployment in the last month and many more to come in the next few weeks, possibly. 
The coronavirus has killed thousands upon thousands of people in this country. We are in a pandemic. Many small businesses were destroyed. Many small businesses lost money. We have to understand something as God's chosen people. We have to understand something as his followers. We cannot question his work because everything has a purpose. See, everything has a season and life will never be perfect. Life will never go as planned. You must expect suffering. You must expect struggle. But in the midst of the pain, do not forget about God and what he can do. Because guess what happened? Guess what happened? After Job had that conversation with God, he was further blessed. And the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. And also his brothers and sisters and other friends gathered around him to comfort him by giving him money to help him during hard times. God restored his fortune with 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. And also restored his family with seven sons, three daughters, and four generations of grandchildren. And Job died an old man and full of days. Job was never able to fully understand why he endured that suffering. But the life lessons I'm about to speak on. Maybe it will help you gather an understanding. And help us as business owners and employees. Get through this hard time we are going through today. The first lesson. Don't think because life is good today, things will be the same tomorrow. Who would have ever expected the coronavirus? Who would have ever expected a pandemic and almost everything in this country be shut down at the snap of a finger? Nobody could ever expect that. Nobody could ever prepare for that. Nobody could ever see that coming. But we must understand life. We must Understand that history repeats itself. You must expect pain. You must expect suffering. You must expect hard times and good times and bad times. You must expect it. So don't ever get too comfortable. And don't think because life is good today, things will be the same tomorrow. Number two, be humble. You see, Job, he had it all. But he was still humble enough to understand that God was the reason for his success. And he never took his focus off God. He prayed. He made sure his kids were purified. He didn't take his focus off God. He stayed firm in his faith. And even when God took everything away, he still was able to keep his focus on God. He didn't play the victim mentality. 
He didn't get so discouraged to the point where he told God, forget you. Why am I believing in you when you took everything away from me? Because Satan, those are the same words that Satan approached them with. Let's go back to that. Let, let, let's talk about that for a second. When, when, when God granted Satan the permission to cause suffering among Job, Satan asked Job, do you fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now scratch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. See, the Lord said to Satan very well then. Everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. And part of me, I thought I thought this was the conversation between Job and Satan. This is actually the conversation between God and Satan. But point is, in the midst of all that Job went through, he was still able to be humble. The third lesson, have faith even in tough times. I know it's been easy to lose faith right now with this pandemic and with the coronavirus. You may have lost a loved one. You may have lost your business. You may be in the same situation Job in right now. You may have coronavirus. But does that mean you have to stop having faith? Because if God can turn things around for Job... What makes you think he can't turn things around for you? Which brings me to the next lesson. Don't lay around in your misery. Go to God and get to work. See, Job, he laid around in his misery when he was laying in the ashes. But eventually he confronted God. Sometimes we need to have a one-on-one conversation with God, not our friends or family members. Which is what Job did before he went to God. And once we have that conversation with God, we need to get to work. It never it never goes into details in the book of Job. But ask yourself, do you really think after God and Job had that conversation that God just magically gave Job everything that everything that he had lost plus more? No, Job may got up off his butt. And went and went to work while still holding on to his faith. Faith without works is dead. I'm pretty sure Job went back to the land where he lost everything and started to rebuild. And in the process, God gave him back everything tenfold. So you can't lay around in your misery too long once you go through a period of suffering. You have to keep pushing. You have to get to work. Because if you just sit on your knees praying all day, if you have all that faith, wishing upon a star, wishing for God to magically bring you everything that you lost in life, it will not work. Because you have to go out there and put in the work. And another thing, the next lesson, the last lesson, stay strong and always be at peace. 
See, it didn't matter what Job went through. Eventually, he was able to stay strong. And he became at peace once he had that conversation with God. See, Job, he had his doubts in the beginning. And he let the wrong people influence him and tried to get him to sin and curse God. But Job, once he had that conversation with God, and once he understood his wisdom and all that he had done, he was at peace with everything because he was God. We would never know God's reason for things. We would never know his purpose. And I will be 100% with you. What Job was able to do is very hard. It's hard. It's hard. A man who loses everything he had, including his family. How can you have faith? How can you be strong after that? We already have sinful nature. But we already have our doubts every now and then. How can we keep on having faith and be strong after going through something like Job went through? It's extremely hard. I would be honest with you. I don't know how I would do it. It's extremely hard. But what we can do, keep studying God's wisdom, keep studying his word, and keep studying characters like Job to motivate and inspire us in our lives. Thank you, God's wisdom.